Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Okay, Haley's done buffering. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. That is Haley. She's lagging a little bit, freaking me out. You Are we good? You're yeah, like just now, yeah. Now you're good. You're just like the slightest bit, but you know what? It's okay. Um, that totally threw my whole spiel off. <laughs> this is kind of talk. Um, I think this might be our first week ever where we're not leading with something AEW. Which, <laughs> listen, we're well-rounded girls. So <laughs> we could talk. We're gonna talk a little bit about AEW, but mostly about non-AEW. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun week. Also, it's Kenny Omega's birthday. I'm wearing my Kenny Omega shirt. I don't know. OG AEW Kenny Omega shirt. I've worn this shirt um like two times in the entirety that I've owned it because it is so prized to me. But happy birthday, Kenny Omega. Haley would wear a Kenny Omega shirt, but she's in Ohio and it's freezing. It's so cold. <laughs> so I had to wear long sleeves today. I'm sorry. But I have okay. Kenny in the background somewhere up there. I have Kenny somewhere up here. I have two Kennys and then this Kenny trading card. Shout out to my best friend, Ethan, for that. Uh, It's kind of cold in Florida by Florida standards. It's like 60 degrees, which is pretty cold and it's cloudy. It's not nearly as sunny. So that's, you know what? We're both winning, I say. Uh, You know, we wanted fall so bad and now we got it. (laughs) I I feel like... um, Aubrey Edwards, when she like paints her nails and puts it on Twitter. Yeah, I got these. Cute. Uh, there's no BTE this week. Normally we no. would start with BTE since we're on a Monday. But there's no BTE this week. Don't know why. Kind of upset about it. Um, but it's okay. I'll forgive Brandon Cutler eventually for this. <laughs> uh, but Haley and I were talking. We were like, last time there wasn't a BTE, it was Brawl Out. So it was a little like traumatic to be like I went <laughs> triggering. Um <laughs> and I was like, there's no BTE. And I look up and Haley's like, there's not. It was so scary. But I guess there's just something else going on. I don't know. But there's no BTE. So we're just getting it right on into it. Oh, also, if you want your question, your comment, your statement read, make sure to submit a super chat and we'll read those and we'll just gonna vibe. Um yeah. Yeah, before we start, we did get a super chat um, from Matt, so I do want to read that. He said, I need a distraction from two of my favorite people today. After finding out that my mom has a bulging aorta, I was freaking out, and now I'm enjoying the show. Sending love to you and your mom and healing vibes, and um, I hope that we can, you know, provide a little bit of relief with the show today. So, we love you, Matt. Of course. Thank you so much. Matt always supports us at, on Twitter, on YouTube, but all the things. So sending all the love to Matt and his mom. 
uh, and keep us updated on that because I want to be informed. But um, I say we just get right on into it with do you want? Do you want to, Okay, we have grizzled young vets. We got a lot of stuff to impact. Those are our big stories. I will leave it up to Haley. I think we should start with grizzled young vets because I, I, I feel that. like it's a topic we haven't really discussed on Tag Talk, um, whether they're released or just them in general. I know, and I feel like maybe we mentioned it in a previous episode, but we didn't get a whole lot into it. And even when they were on their run in NXT, we didn't talk that much about them. So let's get into it. Um, I made it no secret that I don't really watch NXT, but I will say I did keep up with Grizzle Young Vets. I made sure that if they had a good match, I went out of my way to watch it. So I'm a fan. I'm excited to see what they do post WWE, whether that's doing stuff on the indies, which is where they popped up on this weekend, whether they do stuff in AEW, in Japan, wherever it might be. I think that outside of the AEW, WWE um, bubble, there's a desperate need for really skilled tag teams, especially on the indies. So any way that they can participate in that, I'm here for. Um, since we've never really talked about them, Haley, I want to know what you think of Grizzled Young Vets. Oh, okay. We need a drink break. Drinky break. Hold on, guys. <laughs> so I really like them. Um, I, I kept up with them a little bit on NXT. Uh, NXT kind of fell off for me a little bit, but they were something, they were a team that really kept me interested along with DIY and teams like that, which we haven't talked about DIY reuniting either. And I'm, I'm so surprised. We'll, we'll add it to the list. <laughs> um, but anyway, I remember watching, I think it was, I think it was pandemic era um, when they faced Rizango. And, like, that really brought me back in. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm down with them. I like I like Grizzled Young Vets. So I'm really excited to see that they've popped up in uh, DPW. Um, if you guys don't know, Deadlocked is kind of a newer promotion. Um, they've kind of surfaced in the past few years. But I really enjoy what they're doing. Um, and I'm really excited to see uh, a team like Grizzled Young Vets kind of have this opportunity. And DPW as well. Um have this kind of big moment, uh, especially since it is their first appearance post WWE. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see their run on the Indies and see where that goes. You know who else reunited on the Indies? Breeze and Dirty Dango. Mm -hmm. Not that long ago, like a week ago or something. So yeah. listen, we can run it back. <laughs> yes. Um, I think Jason in the chat said three days ago the stream ends with we won't watch NXT anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you were here for that Thursday stream, God I'm bless so you. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But that one, it was such a good time. I had listen, we gotta do more of those. Just just randomly we'll be like Monday. No, we'll do Thursday. The only <laughs> open time slot on Fightful Overbooked, Thursday evening, and we'll make the most of it. Um but back to our Grizzled Young Vets discussion. It's a Monday. We can't get that uh, off course. I'm excited because, well, one, I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think the indies are in a weird place where, not that there aren't great tag teams on the indies, but I do feel like tag team wrestling on the indies is kind of struggling. It's, to, it's like very much in a place where like, it's the, I guess most wrestling is kind of like this now. It's like the, the male single stars are dominating. Mm -hmm. Um, indie shows 
which there's a ton of them and they should get their flowers and they should get everything they need. But when, and we're in a time where tag team wrestling in Japan and tag team wrestling in AEW, not WWE, I will stand by that. When that's, when they're in a place where they could do the main event and they can be the draws and all that kind of stuff. Indie wrestling, partially due to AEW signing practices, if we're being honest, has kind of like fallen by the wayside. So I would like to see Grizzled Young Vets uh, do an indie run. And I'm not going to lie, I would like to see them in AEW. But even if they don't go to AEW and they just do the indie shows, I think they have a lot to offer. I think they, I think that they could really be a team where tag teams will go out of their way to wrestle them. Uh, whether that's like established tag teams or, you know, makeshift tag teams, what have you. I think in general, the more teams, stable tag teams that you have on the indies, the better off the entire um, tag team scene is. And when it comes to AEW, um, the tag team division, we talked about it last week. I don't want to harp on it, but I think that they, Grizzled Young Vets, do fit in in a spot that AEW is kind of missing. I think FTR, a lot of people think FTR should be in that like workhorse, um, not for the pun, but workhorse like veteran, <laughs> veteran spot. Um, but FTR is very much like shifted from that, at, like when they came in from that, you know, dependable veteran, um, just grown man spot into this like baby face rock and roll kind of thing. Um, not like the Young Bucks, but kind of like the young bucks so aw does kind of need that and i mean aw just brought in aussie open Mm -hmm. aw has a lot of teams in ring of honor that could be doing stuff Mm -hmm. and teams like top flight and private party that are plagued with injuries who haven't been able to do a lot of stuff um so i don't know i feel like they could also do great stuff in aw so maybe they could do both Mm -hmm. i i don't know some aw talent do aw shows and indie shows but regardless, I think this team being outside of WWE, uh, I think it's a benefit. Not that WWE, I think WWE under Triple H is better than WWE under Vince McMahon. But I don't think for tag team wrestling, at least, we can debate other stuff at another time. I don't think tag team wrestling is significantly better. I agree. And before we continue, uh, I don't want to miss this super chat from Mike. Since we are talking about indie wrestling, Mike from Indeed, um, it says, Solidarity for another chilly Great Lakes adjacent homies. Stay warm, Haley. Happy to be here for a live show for once. You two are the best. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. If you guys like indie wrestling or you're looking for more shows that are about indie wrestling, go check out Mike. You can go to Mike's Twitter. It's Mike from Indeed. Um, and you can also just go watch Indeed. <laughs> you just go watch On Fightful Overbooked. On Fightful Overbooked. Yeah, it's a great show. Because um, I know that indie wrestling kind of gets the shaft with a lot of these uh, talk style shows. So they really carry up, carry the slack for the rest of us. <laughs> not that we really ever neglect the indies, but I mean, we kind of do. And, and Listen, and- no, when Tag Talk started out, honestly, we were like pro indies, like I feel we like really we had are. a really good mix of stuff, and then we just kind of got lost. <laughs> we used to talk about the indies, like, every week. And then, if I'm being really honest, I feel like the indies stopped producing stuff that I wanted to talk about. Like, I think AW really, like, really took off, and WWE was doing stuff. And we, we talked about Japan on and off. We talked about Impact on and off. Uh, but the indies, like, I would look at cards for the indies, and I was like, oh... I just saw this same card two weeks ago. 
<laughs> like that's basically how it felt for the longest time. But I think they're recovering from that. I think a lot of that was because of the pandemic. If I'm being honest, I think that they're kind of recovering. And I think there's a lot of like, I hate the term up and comers, but like <laughs> a, a lot of like young talent who uh, coming out of the pandemic, they're really getting their reps. And I think that Indies are on the recovery in the United mm-hmm. States, at least. Well, we could talk about Europe <laughs> in the United States. I, I should clarify. <laughs> um, yeah. I. <laughs> anyway, Ace in the chat says indie wrestling needs more women's tag teams. Indie wrestling needs a lot of um, space for women, I think. I think the issue is, and I don't know what the, what the situation here is, if the indies produce a women's star most times, they get snagged by WWE or AW in like two seconds. And um, there's like male stars who really like work for years and years and years and years on the indies. But it's like the women, they just get, which good for them. Like go get paid in WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Like a better schedule, less work, like go do it. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's because there's less women's wrestlers that the, the pot is just smaller. I don't know. Um, but I do think the young generation like these under 20s, um, like these 17, 19, 18 year old girls, I think that there's a lot of them. And like Billy Starks, for an example, I think that she's like the forefront of a generation of girls who are going to become great women's wrestlers. So shout out Billy Starks, too, for signing with AEW straight out of high school. Billy Starks and Nick Wayne getting like stable jobs right out of high school. I'm so mad. Like, I didn't get that. <laughs> Like Tony Khan didn't sign me. <laughs> he should have. Tony Khan was around back then, you know. I was only three years off. I graduated in 2016, class of 2016. Tony Khan should have started AW then, with Kenny Omega still being the cleaner, <laughs> with the, the glasses and everything, and then we could have taken off. You know, we would have beaten WWE in the ratings by now. True. I mean, we always talk about how, you know, if we were booking AEW, they'd have like 5 million plus viewers. So, you know, maybe maybe, maybe they'd be far ahead with us booking by now. The people who watch Tag Talk every week, <laughs> they know that that's true. The stories that me and Haley come up with for storylines, like on this show and also off this show, are just incredible. Maybe we should do a show where we just you. I still have my two year plan for AW Women's Division, and might I add, we're following along beautifully. Listen, I know Tony Khan because that's my type of mental illness. Um, <laughs> Jason says, "Bring the meat division and the dead dad division, ladies." That is the Thursday show. This is we cannot talk about that on Mondays. This is, this is our professional show. Um, save the crazy for Thursdays when nobody watches and we can excuse the fact that it happened. Listen, I'm just saying, when Doc tweeted about the meat division the other day, I was a little offended. Did he watch our show? I don't think so. Listen, when he tweeted that, Haley sent it to me and I was like, he is stealing our gimmick. We came up with that on Tag Talk with our chat. And he coming here with a roster like it's his idea. <laughs> Please. We did that. The meat division is a tag talk IP. We need to we need to trademark it. We need to copyright it, do all the things because we came up with that. 
And you know what? Grizzled Young Vets can be part of the meat division. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Grizzled Young Vets versus Butcher and the Blade. For the tag meat titles. I like it. Oh my, team T-E-A-M and meat, M-E-A-T are the same letters. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence. Meet You're on to something. You're There's on something there. Team oh, meat. we need to hand that over to our merch people. We'll come up with something. <laughs> um, so I, I was looking up um, to see, I wanted to see what show Tyler Breeze and Dirty Dango wrestled at. Um, and it was NGW, a Tennessee event, and it was a Halloween-themed event. It was called Nightmare in the Old City. But Tyler Breeze, or I guess just Breeze now, wrestling again. after He didn't wrestle. It's like he got released from WWE and then didn't wrestle for years. Mm-hmm. Him wrestling again. Listen, I know he has a WWE contract and with because Up, Up, Down, Down and all that content creation garbage. No, I love Up, Down, Down. I didn't mean that. Um but Tyler Breeze versus Kenny Omega is a dream match for me. And it has <laughs> been for literal years. I think that was one thing, like one of the first things I ever said to Haley was that I wanted Tyler Breeze versus Kenny Omega. So if we can make that happen, I don't know um, how we would do it. I'm going to have to call um, Tony Khan because uh, I'm an AW shill. I have a pipeline to Tony Khan and I'll make it happen. Yeah, did your check come through this week? Not this week, but, you know, he said he's behind, uh, you know, something about the Jags and, you know, um, Twitter, you know, I don't, I don't know, but we, we cannot talk about, you know, we cannot talk about Tony Khan on Twitter because this will devolve, this will devolve into something I don't want it to be. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, on the WWE front, at least there's been like, no major tag team nudes. It's still Cody and Jay Uso being the Usi nightmare and <laughs> do, doing the worm. And I I don't know. It's not for me. Anyway, Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Impact Wrestling. Uh, I was going to say something about our history with Impact Wrestling. I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. But like, me and Haley, we talk about Impact Wrestling sometimes. For the big shows, I feel like. Yeah, for the big shows. And then also, I feel like um, if we're ever trying to talk about women's wrestling, we always talk about Impact because it's... Oh, and then Ace says KO and Sammy are on different brands now. Yeah, that makes yeah. me so sad. So, I can't talk about that because I'll, be, I'll just be sad for the rest of the show. But I think it's a misstep. I really do. And that's when I... Well, like, when I say that Triple H is not that much better than... Uh, Vince McMahon in a lot of ways, at least wrestling booking wise. I didn't qualify that. that. Um, That's like kind of what I mean. It's like just these dumb decisions that make no sense, but he insists that they make sense. I don't know. But anyway, back to Impact Wrestling. A says Motor City Machine Guns era. Yes. So, hold on. Let me pull it up. I'm pulling her up, dog. Okay, MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. We need listen. This name. Every time me and Haley talk about this, I'm like, I feel like I have to be very careful saying this name. <laughs> Literally, every time I go to like, like I think I was making a graphic or something the other day, um, 
and I typed MK Ultra in, and I was like, wrestling at the end. <laughs> I had to make sure. <laughs> it kind of scares me. So if you don't know, like, why we're weird about it, go look it up on Google and research it on your own. Um, but it always kind of, like, freaks me out. Like, I feel like I have to whisper it. Because I don't know, like, the YouTube algorithm, if they're going to be mad at us for sit- talking about MK Ultra, the wrestling team. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's such a weird choice of a name. But I guess that's kind of kind of why they did it. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's a little strange, guys. But it's Impact. Like, you can get away with that in Impact. If it was AW, like, they, they would have been canceled a long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, I was going to say something so unhinged. But this is a Monday show, not a Thursday. So I'll keep it to myself. And I'll save it for the next Thursday show. Well, I'll say, you know, when you book your women's division very well, um, sometimes, you know, you can get away with these things. So, just saying. That was like a roast. <laughs> we should just do a video where it's just us roasting companies. Like, we could do... We don't do that every week. I'm very polite. <laughs> I'm polite and I'm honest. I never lie. But honestly, is key. Yeah, and you know what? People will say that I'm lying or that I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. <laughs> so anyway, back to Impact Wrestling in the Knockouts Tag Team Division. Uh, MK Ultra versus Diana and Tasha. So the Knockouts Division in general, Impact. I think with the reintroduction of Jordan Grace with Trinity. I think that it's in a, a very good place. Whether they can retain all of these talent, I have no idea because like we talked about earlier, all like the stars of the indies and the small promotions kind of just get like yanked. But I do think that the knockouts division, I'm enjoying that a lot more than I am the men's division stuff. And I do enjoy the men's division and impact. But it does kind of, the men's division gets in a cycle, especially because Josh Alexander is there, which I'm not dissing him. But he is, the, you know, the biggest star of that division. It's kind of like it just gets cycled. But the knockouts division, there's so much variety there. Like MK Ultra, the team, the wrestling tag team, they look and wrestle and talk and act so differently than someone like Diana. And I love that. Like, that's really what I like in wrestling. I like characters. I like people that really commit to a vibe and to um, – a style and to just being artistic in wrestling. So that's what I really like there. And I think MK Ultra, the wrestling tag team, uh, Jason in the chat tells me you're polite, just like the people waiting in Dunkin' Donuts at 6.30 a.m. probably. <laughs> I think we're trying to have a good discussion about MK Ultra, And I'm being called by Karen, a Dunkin' Donuts Karen. Be nice to the workers, you know. Be <laughs> nice. Also, Jason just Googled MK Ultra and doesn't know how they got away with it. <laughs> Me either. No. <laughs> I have no idea. I It's impact, so I guess if you have a smaller audience, you get away with stuff like that. Um, but back to Impact Wrestling. You can't deny that when it comes to women's wrestling, I mean... AW is starting to do a little bit of this, but when it comes to women's wrestling, there's no one who's embraced diversity as much as impact. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think there's any way that you can argue against that. Um, 
I think not just wrestling characters, wrestling stories, wrestling styles, but like body types and all the important things of representation. I think Impact does it best. I agree. And in terms of um, the match, um, because as we said, it's MKL traverses Tasha and Deanna. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Deanna's contract is still set to expire at the end of this year, right? As far as I know, I, like I haven't heard anything different. Yeah, Sean's last report, he said that for sure. Regardless, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think MK Ultra retain here, and I think that mm-hmm. that's great. I think it gives Deanna especially an opportunity to really kind of put these women over. I'm in this next generation that's really going to help carry the knockouts division. If she resigns or leaves or whatever, um, I think it's a great pass of the torch. Yeah, and uh, Maria in the chat says, what percentage do you give Deanna Parasso staying or going from Impact? Mm-hmm. Um, I And I've said it before, I do feel like Deanna has somewhat outgrown Impact. I think that Deanna Parazzo, especially when she was doing like appearances in AEW, I think her name has so much value, almost more than anybody else in Impact. And I think people, I don't think people watch Impact just to see her. I think the people who are watching Impact are Impact fans, like a lot of Impact diehards. But I do think that there's people who would, who don't want to watch Impact because they don't like XYZ things about it, but would watch her anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like they're aware of what she's doing in Impact um, and how great she is and how talented she is. So I think the Diana fan base is bigger than the Impact hardcore fan base. So in terms of her staying or going, I think it's inevitable that, in my personal opinion, that she leaves Impact. Whether that's now or in the future, I don't know because I'm not her and I don't know what her career goals are. But I do think it's inevitable because if you're that talented and you have that big of an audience, the money is in bigger stages. It's in WWE and it's in AEW. Like that's just the reality of where Impact is right now. So I, I'd say she does go. Yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat. Um and I feel like, like you said, we don't know her career goals, what her plans are in wrestling and whatever. But I do feel like, not that there's a ceiling in Impact. Like, I, I don't want it to come off that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's more for her to do elsewhere. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like she's really kind of run the course in Impact, working with all those ladies. Um and yeah, I just feel like there's more for her to do other places, whether that's in AEW or whatever, wherever she wants to go and whatever she wants to do. Um, that's how I feel. Yeah, and I don't. I know it's kind of sounds like we're dissing Impact, and it's like not that's at not all. What we're to do. I have like so much respect for Impact, especially because they've endured for like 20 years mm-hmm. with the up against WWE, and then through management cycles, the loss of major talent, like the whole gambit. Like I have a lot of respect for impact and I think impact is necessary. Um, People talk all the time about like the WWE monopoly and how toxic it is. But even if you put AW there, you still only have two promotions where, where you could say people can make a living in wrestling. Um, So I think impact is necessary as like that smaller promotion where people can make decent money, but they can also go to the indies and get what they need. 
So I think impact is necessary as that third player, yeah. uh, especially because ROH is now just AEW. Like ROH doesn't even, it's not even on my radar anymore. Um, listen, we have to have a talk at some point, not today, but at a different uh, tag talk about what they're doing with ROH because I have, I have gripes. Look, I've been trying to find a way to bring it up for a while, especially the tag division. (laughs) What is going on? We'll have to do an episode on that, and maybe we can have some guests, and we can bring Kyle on and stuff. Um, If you guys want to see that, let us know, and we'll we'll do it. Because I know it seems like me and Haley are just, like, AW fans, and, like, that's what we do, but we are aware of the entire (laughs) wrestling world. Like, we, we see it. We're aware. Um... But yeah, when it comes to impact, I think Deanna, I think that she could make more money elsewhere. Especially, you like, you don't, if you go to AW or you go to WWE, you don't have to do the indie hustle and like keep track of your bookings and all the logistics that go into that. Um, and you don't have to like, it's, they work hard, but you're not, it's not as strenuous to be in AW as it is to be in the indies. Especially if you're someone who's on the indies and you have to work a full-time job to supplement your wrestling career. Like, it's it's a different vibe. It really is. And Deanna has history with people in AW. She has history with people in WWE. Um, so I feel like if I was Deanna, that's what I would do. And I think that she's done enough in Impact to really leave behind a legacy. And like Haley mentioned, I think that uh, there is a group like MKUltra and younger people in Impact who can take that slot and benefit it from it the same way Deanna did. So that's just the cycle. Like, that's just how, like, no wrestling promotion should have the same roster forever and ever and ever. Like, that'd be so boring. And so people should come. People should go. That's, it, everybody should cycle. Yeah, and uh, I also kind of wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit. Um, because, you know, there are people like, you know, Matt Cardona or Steph DeLander that have really kind of benefited in their independent runs. And, you know, Cardona talks all the time about how it's, it's a grind and it's a lot of work, but if you're willing to put that work in, like, you know, he says all the time, he makes more money now than he was making in WWE. Um, so if that was something that she wanted to do too, that's a total possibility, um, if she wants control over that, you know, but ultimately, Deanna's going to be fine. Um, I think when her free agency comes up, she's going to be very sought after by every company. You would be stupid not to sign or want to sign Deanna. So I'm excited for her future and to see what she does. And, you know, if she comes back to Impact, that's great. I would love that, too. We've really got to see her kind of grow up. Mm-hmm. Like, is. And, like, now she's married and stuff. I, isn't that crazy? Wow. <laughs> I, love, I, I really do love Deanna. I do, too. She's part of that, like, generation of, like, indie women talent that kind of, when WWE was doing, like, the women's revolution and all that kind of stuff, they really worked that much harder. Um, and now WWE is, don't even, don't even get me started on what's going on in that women's division. <laughs> My God, but anyway, back to Impact Wrestling. Yeah, that's MK Ultra, MK Ultra, the wrestling tag team. YouTube, mm-hmm. yes, the wrestling <laughs> tag team. Uh, people are saying bring Kate on our ROH show. Do you have any idea how busy Kate is? 
Kate is the most booked, I swear to God, the most booked wrestling content creator, like, of all time. And it's crazy because, like, not only does she do, like, every single Fightful show at this point, like, she has her own YouTube channel where she's producing content, which you should all go subscribe to. It's great. Um, It's Miss Kate Fabe. Go subscribe. Um, But then, you know, she's willing to go on friend shows and do all these other things. And I think she she's up to, like, I don't even know, 400 or something at this point. She's just... A mad woman, but I you love have, you, you have to book Kate like weeks in advance if you want her. Yeah, that's, not a joke. that's like real talk. Um, I'll I'll, t- I'll text her, I'll see. Or you I know what? Know. We are the two people that she would be most willing to yeah. do it for. <laughs> when back, if you guys, if you're an OG Tag Talk fan, you remember the special guest series where it was me and special guests. Um, Kate came in last minute. It was me, Kate, and Rob. She moved mountains to be on that show. So, listen, I love her. Um, and, you know, she popped in that one time and derailed our whole conversation. <laughs> so. Listen, that was, I have no idea. Like, that entire episode is a blur to me up until Kate coming in. Like, I don't even remember what we were talking about. And then Kate comes in and she's like, how about suitcases? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Kate does rule, Mike. Kate is um, just the absolute best human being. When I say Kate is my mentor, I really do mean it. I text her all the time just asking just the dumbest things about this, and she's there. So we love Kate. But if we'll do an ROH episode with or without Kate. We'll figure it out. It's not not now. This is not going to be an ROH episode. This is Impact. This is Impact <laughs> Wrestling. Okay. Yes. Um, anyway, back to Battle for Glory. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Impact. (laughs) Listen, this is, it's not like this is a bad card. So I'll just read the card so you guys can kind of see. Let's show the card. So, Impact World Championship. It's Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander. Great match. Uh, Knockout Championship. Trinity versus Mickey James. Dream match. (laughs) Dream match. Um, Will Ospreay versus Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey's another one of those, like, those stars on the on the indies, like, in that circuit, which I'm so confused. I mean, maybe, maybe it's his choice. I don't know. But he seems like a natural fit for AW, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I feel like he just fits it, and I don't know. But X Division, we have Chris Saban versus Kenta. God tier. Yeah. We have the Monsters Ball. It's PCO that they do. PCO versus Rhino versus Steve Macklin versus Moose. The meat division. Yeah. <laughs> on point. Uh, I'll come back to the tag titles. And then we have the call your shot gauntlet. No clue what that is. No clue what it's going to look like. It's going to be fun. We talked about knockouts tag. Let's talk about tag titles. The Impact World Tag Team Championship. We have Rascals versus ABC. I feel like we've talked about the Rascals before. We did like, when they won. We like delved into our feelings about them. <laughs> we really did. But if, maybe if you guys are new, I don't know. But I'm a big Rascals fan. Like I've watched them from like when they were born as the Rascals. Like they were little baby Rascals. I've watched like them, their evolution and everything to now. I love them. I think that they are just, 
especially back in the day when they used to do those um like little video vignettes like the smoke circles yeah i love them it was giving like that 70s show but like not bad <laughs> not problematic it was like they, forget all those guys it's the rascals mm-hmm. uh and I think that when Impact really needs guys to, not just in tag teams, but like in general to step up, I feel like they always look to the Rascals and like that group, that generation of guys, and they pull one and they make it work. And I love that about the Rascals. Um, so I think, I don't know, do the Rascals retain? I want to say yes. I don't know. I just, first of all, I love both of these teams and I love that this match is happening. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to say yes. I wa- I'm going to say yes. I'm going to put on my favorite. Yeah. And then you, for the knockouts tag, you picked MK Ultra, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I picked MK Ultra too. I realized that we didn't get to our predictions. Like we just kind of went on this rant about Deanna Frost. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I think the Rascals retain too. I think that I think that storyline wise, I think that they are the guys. And I think that there's more value for impact in them retaining and coming across super strong um, than there is in the Rascals losing. Like I don't see where you go from there with the Rascals. So but I'm always someone who like when I love a champion, I just delude myself into thinking that they'll retain. Haley has to go grab something really quick. I will hold down the show. I will right. hold down 30 the seconds. Story. That's all I need. 30 seconds. I, it's Danhausen on the screen now. Anyway, back to Impact Wrestling. When I really like a champion, if they're a babyface or a healer, regardless, it doesn't matter. I just like to loon myself into thinking that they're going to win all the time. And maybe that's what I'm doing with the Rascals. Maybe that's what I'm doing with MK Ultra. I don't know. But what I do know is that I think the Rascals are really important to impact. I think the Rascals, kind of like Josh Alexander in a way, they are just, they bring immense value. Like they're recognizable, like their face, their gimmick, all that kind of stuff. It's so recognizable to not just impact fans, but other fans. Like Josh Alexander is constantly in like the top 10 wrestlers in the world lists. And it's kind of like we were talking about with Diana. It's like that name almost has more brand recognition than Impact Wrestling. And like when people think of Impact Wrestling, they think of Josh Alexander, they think of Diana, they think of the Rascals. They don't think about all these other people, even though the Impact roster is like wide and vast and um, yeah. all that stuff. So maybe, maybe that's where I'm coming from. I don't know. Um, when you left, Haley, the picture was Dan Housen because Joel. I saw it before I got up. I was like, oh, fitting. I love that. And Ace in the chat said Dan Housen is a fan house of Tag Talk. Listen. If Dan Housen wants to come on Tag Talk, we would welcome him. 100%. Shout out. If, yeah, shout out if you were um, here back in the day when me and Haley would go on unhinged just rants about Hookhausen. I love Danhausen so much. It's crazy. I don't know. I and we used to talk about him like every week. Like anywhere we could fit it in, we did. Hookhausen, we did. Uh, whatever, any 
any opportunity that we had to talk about Dan Housen, we did. We did. And I think that Dan Housen is such a special wrestler. I'm so excited for him to come back, by the way. Um, and I love that Hook is still doing tag team stuff because what's in Hook Housen reunion incoming. They got to stop putting Hook in these tag teams. <laughs> I know. Like there was Hook Housen, Jungle Hook, Orange Cassidy. He needs like. He either needs to be in a tag team or he needs to go win the TNT title. If Hook beats Christian for the TNT title, I'm going to die. I would, I would die. It. I would love it so much. I would just die. Like, I, my heart would just, I couldn't take it. Like, if not Danielson, I will accept Hook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that, listen, this past episode of Collision was <laughs> so good. Well, this is not an AW episode, but I just have to say. You should watch it. Fernando says, I was here for that. It was lots of fun. I'm glad. <laughs> I love I'm that you glad. witnessed that. <laughs> I'm glad that you witnessed the, listen, there was a period in time where there was so much that Haley and I loved about wrestling. It was a struggle to fit it into a tag talk. It really and was. we fit it in, in like under an hour. Like we had like yeah. six, seven topics an episode and we were just going and we fit it in, in like 45 minutes to like 50 minutes. And now we're in a place where we talk about two things and it takes the entire show. It takes the entire hour. We're just evolving as content creators. Uh, I hate the term content creator. Like, so so people DM me and they're like, do you have any advice for content creators? And I'm like, I'm just like, ew. Um, You know what I look like right now? Not to roast myself, but I look really pale right now. You know that spider from Miss Spider Sunny Patch or whatever that show is? The spider with the white I just I look like that right now. I was looking at myself and I was like, I look kind of tan. And it's just because you look so white that by comparison, I look so tan. And it's because it's cloudy. And then like the pink on the screen is like washing me Mm. out. So I just look really white. (laughs) Uh, Someone in the chat said, uh, Hook's dad is still alive. That's Christian's kryptonite. Maybe that's how it ends. Maybe. Yeah. That's Hook's what's... dad on commentary too. Mm. Listen, I feel like that's a home run. I do too. And then we can get Christian and Edge reunited. If Hook Here. is the one to give us Adam and Christian reuniting, that—that's he'll be a legend forever. That will solidify his career. Absolutely. He doesn't need anything else. He's just the guy. Same career right there. Yeah, that's all he needs. <laughs> you need uh speaking of aew let's mm-hmm. talk about julia hart and willow Nightingale yes. by blue and what the heck is going on in the women's division we wanted to talk about this the other day and then we, we just a little bit yeah yeah but we're going to talk about it more now so basically sky blue and willow nightingale have been doing weird things they've been dark side kind of like julia hart was but then people have been like going back and watching Julia Hart's interactions with Willow and Sky Blue. And they've been noticing a pattern that she is doing kind of the same stuff to them that Malachi Black did to Julia Hart. Like whispering in the ear, the mist, all that kind of stuff. So Julia Hart, she got married. Congratulations. Go off on your honeymoon. But in the meantime, she has a whole coven of little witches brewing in AW. Under the radar. Are you okay? 
what in the world is going on right now? My computer's like spazzing out. We started talking about Julia Hart and my my literal computer is acting like it's possessed. <laughs> we gotta go. I don't know if you could hear that. It was literally beeping and like going like this. Like, you, were, <laughs> you, were, like, you were like lagging, but I didn't hear the beeping. That was insane. That was like in your head. That's so scary. Julia Hart heard us I through like the ether. And she's like her witchy stuff. But anyway, anyway, she has like a whole little coven of witches plus Brody King. I don't know where Malachi and Buddy are. I'm going to be straight up honest. I don't know what they're doing, but that does not matter to me anymore because we have Julie Hart finally front and center as the leader of the House of Black. And listen, me and Haley, for the entire time that Julie Hart has been in the House of Black, we have said that she is the secret leader of the House of Black. We have said it. You can go back on Tag Talk. We did it. We came up with this. <laughs> we did. Um, we predicted this a long time also, ago. Also, I don't... I feel like Sky Blue for sure is going to go full dark side. I don't know about Willow. And I'm a little apprehensive about it because I do think that they need pure baby faces like that in the women's division. And I would like to see maybe Willow somehow like overcome that because mm-hmm. she's just so pure and like the best. Um, and then maybe do like a feud between her and Sky Blue or something like that. Or, you know, I would like that too. Well, and there is precedent for people beating it. Like Miro beat it. Yeah. Again, like his feud with Malachi. Not because he was so good and pure, but because he just, by the sheer will of wanting to fight God or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't want <laughs> the, Miro is a whole nother story. We'll have to do a Miro episode because we never talk about Miro, but what is going on with that man? <laughs> see him he's something different uh, but back to this i think the idea of julia hart building a coven of witches whether it's with willow or not i think i think there's like immense value there i think yeah. in a time where aw is brainstorming how to appeal more to women i think this is the way to do it i think this spooky witchy stuff girls love it as a girl i can tell you girls love it yeah and I will. People will go out of their way to watch a coven of witches if they're not hokey, if they're actually spooky like Julia, if they're all like Julia. Gold, and you could put anybody in there and make them act like a witch, and it'll be great. It doesn't have to be major stars. Like she doesn't need, you know, a Soraya or a Ruby mm-hmm. or anybody like that. You just need like just bodies. It doesn't matter who it is. You just need to put them in there. And with Ring of Honor doing not women's tag team stuff per se, but like Mercedes and Diamante kind of getting that going, I think that this could be like a gold mine for AWROH. I agree. Um, And I think with how much people really love Tony right now, Timeless Tony Storm. And Julia, I mean, I feel like you have to capitalize on that. And I love that they're giving her more. I feel like she's grown so much. And like you said, I mean, we've talked about her being the secret leader of the House of Black. But if it's that or she just goes and creates her own sub-faction, I love it. And I'm so here for it. It's it's not only is it something we haven't seen really in AW, because we've had the House of Black. But I think that Julia... It's kind of taking a different vibe on that. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm, I'm really into it. And I talked earlier when we were talking about impact about how much I love like characters in wrestling, like Tony, like um, MK ultra, the wrestling tag team. Uh, <laughs> and I think this is kind of along the same lines. I don't know when Julia is coming back. I don't know how long her honeymoon is. I have no idea, but when she comes back and she comes for like all her girls, uh, it'll be fun. And with, when it comes to sky blue, I think sky blue really needs this. I really do because She's been this baby face sky blue. You know, she gets a pop in Chicago. She has good matches, but it's very much been like one note, kind <laughs> of like Julia Hart was one note. She was just a cheerleader girl who did, you know, cheerleader stuff. And she didn't have like any development. She was just there for so long. So I think sky blue means it when it comes to Willow. I could see Willow going either way. Um, but I do think Willow in the coven, and then the one later to kind of beat it and overthrow Julia. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, especially if Julia becomes TNT champion. Or not TNT champion, TBS champion. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Julia beats Christian Cage. Um, awesome. <laughs> but I think that that would be like a really fun story. Uh, not that I think that they're going to go there. But like if I was booking it, that's what I would do. Um, and I don't know. I just... I don't like I can't think of anyone else that I would put in there right now. Maybe like Layla Hirsch. She's been doing stuff in Ring of Honor. I think she would be cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to see more women in AEW having feuds that aren't solely based on we were friends and now we're not because you betrayed me or you were mean to me. Or like, I'm the best and I'm going to prove it because no one else is as good as me, Britt Baker. Or, you know. Yes, because for so long, the women's division in AEW was so centered around the women's titles. And like, that was the only storyline going for the longest time. So I love that we're branching out and we're getting more variety. um, And I'm excited for it. And while we were talking, you know what I would love to see? What? MKUltra, the tag team. (laughs) <laughs> versus Julia and Sky. Yeah, I don't know how we would get it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they would book it. How we would book it. I don't know, but it'd be fun. It really would. Because I mean, I think, the multiverse show when they run that back next year. That's do it. Yeah, I think, and I also think, just like objectively, Julia Hart has improved a lot in the ring. I think she's a lot better than she was as, as a cheerleader. Yeah. Um. And I think that she's going to become one of AW's best homegrown talents. I think we've seen the success of the acclaimed. And I think Julia is along those lines. I'm excited. Um, I don't know where Brody King kind of fits in the vibe. He's like bodyguard, big brother. Like it's giving Braun Strowman in the Wyatt family. Like he's just kind of there and he just looms. Um, But it could be, it's fun. I like the way that he kind of carried Julia off after she lost uh, to Chris Statlander. Mm -hmm. But I do think that she's eventually going to beat Chris Statlander. That's what I'm getting at. I think that she is eventually going to beat Chris Statlander when she comes back or whenever. I think that she's the one to do it. And then I think you could put Chris Statlander in the world title picture where she belongs. And you can have Julia build like a strong, you know, like women's mid card, which is what we need. We need layers to the women's division. Uh, 
and I don't know what Malachi's doing. I don't know what Buddy's doing. I, whatever. They can go do something else. Um, <laughs> they, they could be part of Julia's coven, but she's clearly the leader. I'm excited. When me and Haley talked about this forever ago, it, oh, if we were like saying, what if Julie Hart's the secret leader? But we, we were just kind of like fantasy booking it. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, we're actually just that creative, Haley. <laughs> that like, like everybody was literally saying that i feel like at the time <laughs> listen because it's the best story like malachi be, being the leader of the house of black okay cool but julia that's cool no one's done that like malachi black leading a cult we've had men leading cults in wrestling we've right. had so many i mean we vince mcmahon led a cult for a few years and then you, the Undertaker, like, come on. But Julia, a, like, 20-year-old girl. Listen, Jason says, we know Tony watches this show, ladies. Listen, people, like, me and Haley and, you know, our friends talk sometimes about how bizarre it is that some Mondays me and Haley will say something and then Wednesday it's there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's a little strange. A little strange, Tony. Um. But, but then again, I think about my whiteboard with my women's division booking, and I'm just like, we just know Tony Khan. That's all. That's all it is. <laughs> I just know him. Yeah. Um, I don't know him personally. I'm not on the payroll before someone runs with that. I just know how he thinks. Um, but I'm into it. Fernandez is better leader, uh, Rhea or Julia. I think Julia. I like Rhea Ripley. Um I am not a big fan of the Judgment Day. I'm a, oh, I'm so bold. You know, I always kind of tiptoe around my controversial feelings, and then they just come out. <laughs> like, not Judgment Day. Not gonna lie. I go through phases where I really like them, and then phases where I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent about them right now. I just... Eh. Like, I feel like they had, like, a really high spot, and I was like, ooh, like, I'm into this. I really like the Judgment Day. And I'm like, eh, like. <laughs> I think they're cool. Like, I'm not saying yeah. that they're, you know, bad. Like, I, I think they're cool. I think they're something unique in WWE. And I think that they are one of the most creative factions WWE has had in a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think they're disadvantaged because they came up at the same time as the Bloodline. And I think the Bloodline just got a lot more attention and the judgment day to me i think it's i think it's just because i don't enjoy dominic mysterio <laughs> i could be on more controversial opinions listen listen when everybody was hating on dom mysterio a couple months ago and i controversially said i don't know i'm kind of into dom <laughs> and kylie acted like that was the worst thing i could have ever possibly said he now, was yes he was whatever but now everybody on my timeline is switching and they kind of they're kind of down down mysterio and i don't know why i don't know if it's because of those tattoo photos that he posted the other day and like now the ladies are like oh but regardless i feel like i got a team team against me (laughs) judgment day haters rise show who hates the judgment day i know i'm not alone I'm not. I don't know, the, the comment section's pretty quiet right now. They're talking about how disappointed I was in you. 
<laughs> Listen, me and Haley, we don't always agree on wrestling stuff. We don't. But the, but the stuff we do agree on, that's the important stuff. And that's all that matters. Like Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Kenny Omega, by the way. I love that man. I love that man. I could talk forever about how much I love that man. Um, but yeah, back to your question. I do think that Julia, I like Julia more than Rhea Ripley. Just like my personal taste in wrestling and what I like. That doesn't mean that I think Rhea Ripley is bad or I hate her or whatever. It doesn't have to be that. I just like Julia a little bit more. That's all. You can That's like all. Why not? You know, I like both. Um, but coming up in an hour. <laughs> when after Haley's PC and Kylie's a flying fire. I don't know. It. I think it's the storms. I don't know. Is it stormy over there? No. <laughs> I'm just imagining Julia Hart holed up somewhere in the honeymoon, like we're all just tagging, talking, making sure they only talk nice about me. We're just, we're just here, like under under duress. We're just like crying. You're like, yeah, Julia Hart. <laughs> Listen, I mean, we talked about Julia and we talked about Danhausen in this episode, so maybe, maybe that's like a bad, bad mix. Yeah. Maybe yeah, said it's sunny here in Florida. Yeah, it's very sunny. This is the window, by the way. You could see the light. Um, but yeah, we're coming up in an hour, though. So make sure if you want to get a super chat and you do that, I'll kick it over to Haley for her final thoughts, though. <clears throat> final thoughts. Um, I guess I'll just say I'm really excited for Bound for Glory. Um, I feel like it's kind of a sleeper, but uh, you guys should definitely watch the show. Um, obviously, we kind of talked about some of the other matches, um, but I think it's going to be really good, and I think that it might be up there with one of my favorite shows of the year by the time it's over, so I don't know. But, yeah, I'm excited for Bound for Glory. Uh, my final thought is that I love that we did an episode where we didn't talk that much about WWE. <laughs> I had a great time. Um, and also, I think that more people should watch Impact Wrestling and, and the Indies, but also Impact Wrestling, because I do think that a lot of the complaints people have about WWE and AEW, Impact Wrestling solves. Yeah, 100%. And people just they're like, I don't want to watch Impact. It's like backyard wrestling. The production is bad, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, take your ego down a notch. I figure out what you actually like in wrestling and you'll realize that is probably impact wrestling. Also their production value has increased. It it looks it's pretty good. Because um, they're they're on the rise, guys. Like, yeah. Get in uh, on it. Get in on it. Um and that's my final thought. Haley, your plugs. Did you do your plugs? Did no, I miss you? Okay, do your plugs. Um okay, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Haley underscore. Um you can subscribe to my Substack. It's the Wrestling News. It's linked on my Twitter. Um, also, I guess I'll plug this because I got confirmation right before I did the show. Um, speaking of Impact, I will be chatting with Tasha Steeles this week. So I will have that up sometime this week um, ahead of Bound for Glory um, in writing and video and all that kind of stuff. Um, no... Wait, I picked the wrong comment. No to Bully Ray. <laughs> Stop. Um, but. <laughs> censored. 
Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's it. Uh, you guys can check out my Twitter. So yeah, I'm gonna stop ranting now. You can follow me on Twitter at Kylie Wrestling. I do not, never, ever, ever talk about Bully Ray. Um, oh my god! I post everything I'm doing there. Uh, I live tweet shows. I do the whole thing. Um, everything but NXT, I guess, should be my new slogan for my Twitter account. This is Tag Talk. We're live every Monday at three. I'm gonna talk about tag team wrestling uh, across promotions, across the whole gambit. We talk about tag team wrestling. Um, I will say the 30th, there is a tag talk, the 30th of October. Oh, we're going to start teasing it now. We're going to start teasing it because (laughs) I'm so excited about this. I've been thinking about it all day. Um, If you remember last year, we did the tag talk Halloween special. We're bringing her back this year. We're going to be in costume. It's going to be great. You don't want to miss it. Tag talk Halloween special is back and better than ever. The 30th. Not next week, the week after that. You want to be here. You don't want to miss it. So that would be Monday at 3 on the 30th. I'm plugging it now so you guys can book in your calendar. Tell your boss you're taking off work. Tell your spouse that you need to get a babysitter for the kids because you got to watch Tech Talk. Listen, I'll just say before you continue, I'm not going to say what we're dressing up as, but I will say that I think that this is better than last year's costume. Oh, by far. Like, this is – it's great. We're by going far. all out. It's It's – it's gonna be good. Last year, last year was good, mm-hmm. but it was predictable. It was this year. No one's gonna guess it. I'm <laughs> gonna do a tweet. I'm gonna be like, "What do you think Tag Talk is dressing as?" And I can bet you, no one will guess. No, it. no one, none of you will guess it. It's gonna be great. Um, so someone says, "Who's dressing up as Double J?" No one. That is too scary for my content. This is Listen, not a horror. I do want to say the girly bucks. No. Um, technically, I mean, we kind of did that last year. Kylie dressed up as Matt and I dressed up as Hangman. Um, but we do talk about all the time how we call ourselves the young does. <laughs> so. so. Listen, I have the hair and eye color of Nick Jackson. And Haley has the hair and eye color of Matt Jackson. <laughs> Listen, when my hair is cut really short, I think I've tweeted the picture before when Matt had his hair like this. We look the same. Jason said in the chat, of course you didn't dress up as Nick Haley. You aren't balding. (laughs) The Thursday show legacy is going to live on forever. Like, we're never going to live that down. Um, Go check out the Thursday show. (laughs) I feel like we should... Thursday, I'm a different person than I am on Monday. <laughs> I've been through a week of work at that point, yeah. and I'm just a different person. Also, but it was like six o'clock. It was. I was hungry. My blood sugar was very low. <laughs> um. Anyway, make sure keep an eye out for the Halloween episode. I am gonna do a tweet, and you guys can guess what do you think we're gonna be for Halloween. I really want to see if someone will guess it. I won't tell you if you guessed it, but I don't know. Maybe you get like brownie points or something like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we'll shout you out on Tag Talk. We'll shout you out. Yeah. Um, this is Fightful Overbooked. I'm still in my plugs. This is Fightful Overbooked. Um, there's a lot of great content on here. There's wrestling. There's Degrassi. There's whatever is going on on FNC. There's In the Weeds. So many great things on. Oh, indeed. We shouted out earlier. So many great things in the channel. Make sure you subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Go watch everybody's content. Go follow everybody on Twitter. Do the whole thing. 
run the whole gambit. Um, I did the tag talk plug. I did fight overbooked. That's the end of my plugs. Um, and what? Dad points. I think Haley can give those out. I'm ending the stream. <laughs> I'm actually never coming back to the show. <laughs> Next week is just me and like a special guest. It's like special guest series returns. Um. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our little Impact Wrestling episode. This was a lot of fun. Uh, We'll see you guys next week, Monday at 3. Do not miss it.